budget often makes people's stomach churn because they're afraid that a budget will limit their spending, their fun, and, well, their life. It doesn't have to be that way. In fact, the right budgeting system can actually help you find financial freedom and answer questions about where your money goes each month. Hi, I'm Carolyn Mose, co-host of the podcast series Succeed With Money. I'm here with my host, David Bright, founder of the Spending Planners Institute. The Institute is the leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems and get back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose. So every week in this podcast, we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. Today in our podcast, we're looking at the different ways you could approach budgeting and money management to see if they really are that scary. Hi, David. Hi, Carolyn. Hey, I want to pick you up on something. In your intro, (laughs) you said something about knowing where your money goes each month. Why is it important to know where your money goes? I mean, I, I, I don't think it's important at all. Really, I like where uh, my I, I like knowing where my money goes, David. But I, why? I have, what, what good does it do you? Well, you know what I let. Let's just say last month I spent a hundred dollars in my garden on plants, and three of them died. So and so, so what? <laughs> well, so so this month I want to go. Oh, you know what? I spent a hundred dollars last month. Do I really want to go and spend another hundred dollars replacing the three plants that died? So, so I you just, use it as a I, guilt system? I, <laughs> well, I just I, I need to know. I, I like knowing why do you need what to know? I spend my I, money I, on. I don't see it this how could it be important knowing what happened last month when you can't change what happened last month because it's over, Red Rover. It's done. <laughs> Done and dusted. You spend it, you spend it, it's gone. What, who cares? Yeah, I know. But then, I don't know, I, it just makes me, it gives me a sense of security, I think, maybe. I don't <laughs> so, know. <laughs> so it's an emotional thing, is it? That it, it sounds like it's no real benefit apart from feeling good, maybe? Well, yeah, maybe. I, and I, look, I'm... I know. I'm you know, it, it's... I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I know if I know where I've spent my money last month, I can do better next month. I can spend less next month. No. Well, look, there, there's certainly going to be people who say, "Well, if you don't keep records and know where your money went, you're just totally in free fall and you're just going nowhere." Yeah. I tend to disagree, though, because I spent twenty years keeping absolutely meticulous records of every cent that came and went and in the end it was good for two things a giggle when i saw that it would take five dollars to fill my car with petrol back in 1975 and i had this great bonfire i burnt a lot of it (laughs) (laughs) so so that was the benefit i i don't i mean yeah the tax man probably wants you to keep records to prove what you spent or didn't spend on on business things, so if you're a business person, maybe, maybe. But for your average mum and dad, I really can't see any benefit in it anymore. I used to, but I can't now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess we could debate this all day, David, but um, I, I suppose 
at the end of the day, you know, nobody really likes budgeting, no matter who wins this debate. You know, we've all got... Well, hang on, you're not, not going to get away with it that easily. I haven't finished yet. Oh, I reckon okay. we should debate this longer. Oh, do you now? <laughs> well, we haven't got all day, you know, and we want to uh, talk about today. So what, what we want to talk about today is we actually do want to talk about budgets, and we've always said we in the past that budgets suck, right? But today we're actually going to talk about um, the different um, ideas that people have or the theories about why people think that a budget won't work for them, you know? Yep. Well, I'm going to make a parting comment on our debate about whether you should or shouldn't keep records then. Because right. what I think you're assuming is that what you did in the past was right. You want to record this because this you want to repeat this. Yeah. And I reckon you know you keep records so you can add up all the money that you regret spending foolishly over the last year and promise yourself you're going to do better next year. But the reality is nothing will change. So um, I... If last month was a sacred and you got it perfect and you want to record it so you can do it again next month, I would go along with record keeping. But anyway, that's I, I will let that rest. go through to the keeper. <laughs> rest my case. <laughs> rest your case. Okay. No one likes okay. budgeting. And yeah, let's move on. So where no, are we? Don't. Um, so, so, David, why don't people like budgets? You know, or, budgets or why suck. don't people... Well, yeah, I know. And I guess I, a lot of people it, will say that, yeah, go. It's because it, everybody wants to spend money. It's fun spending money. You know, you can go on holidays, you can buy shoes, handbags, cordless drills, cars, motorbikes, any toys, fancy. <laughs> I mean, spending money always, you know, you can help other people. Money is powerful stuff and it always equates to having fun and a good time and feeling good okay budgeting yeah yeah so do you think that that budgets just uh, the word budget means restrictive and well yeah just yeah isn't isn't i mean that's if you said the word budgeting to somebody they would probably want to vomit or run away or it's it's not what people want to do because it's always okay it's time to be good Yep. It's time to yep. budget. It's time to, you know, yet, stop spending. Well, yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, um, at the beginning of every year, the gurus say to us, um, you know, everyone needs to do a budget for the beginning of the year. And everyone gets to the <laughs> beginning of the year and they go, oh, I've got to do a budget. So then they start looking at, well, how do I do a budget? Because they're, the they're, they're all going to come out again soon because it's near the end of the financial year. So we're going to get all of the, we're going to get it again, aren't we? Well, we are. Yeah, very soon, very soon. So, but, and you know what? At the end of the day, um, I guess most people use some sort of system for their money, right? Um, I mean, there are yeah, the people okay. who go, oh, well, my money comes in, I spend it and it's gone and I wait till next pay to get more money, right? But yep. I think the majority of people would use some sort of system, even if it's the old, you know, grandma's jars on the mantelpiece, right? Hey, don't knock that. My grandma had a great mantelpiece system going. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and there's no reason. I mean, my grandma always had, you know, money for the milkman sitting in a jar, money for the bread man sitting in a jar, you know, and when the yep. bread man came, she'd go to her little jar and get the money out and she'd pay the bread man, right? Yep. So, yeah. And, look, 
back in like when I was 15, I started using the envelope system, mm -hmm. right? And when I got my first pay packet, which was $28.50, um, in a little orange envelope, I took three envelopes and put $5 in one envelope and wrote mum board on it. I put $3.50 in another envelope and wrote me and I put $20 <laughs> into another envelope and that yep. was for my holiday and I actually saved up and paid for a holiday in that first 12 months of working. So I And that was just with the old envelope system. Well, I used to use the back of the envelope system where <laughs> I'd get my pay and write down mum $5. How much did you pay your mum? $5? $5, yeah. Okay, well, that's all right. So that neither of us was getting a raw deal there. And <laughs> mum $20 because I was paying off a loan for a guitar or an amplifier or something. And I'd just write down what I was going to spend this week's pay on. Yeah. Okay. But actually, you know, okay. I'm lying because I also used to keep meticulous records about where it all went, but it started on the back of an envelope with what I thought I was going to do with it. <laughs> but I yep. think a lot of people do use a back of an envelope and just go, well, I've got these bills here and this is how much money I've got. So the back of the envelope's where I work out whether it works or not. Well, or quite possibly. And then, you know, the other thing that people will do is, is simply um, use a single dimension, what we call a single dimension budget, you know, income on one side, expenses on the other. You add up your expenses, you divide them by 52, and that's how much you've got to spend for the week, you know, or that's yep. how much you've got to put aside for the week. So, um, yeah, so there's that sort of system as well. And Excel spreadsheets, I guess, are electronic versions of that. So that's, that's another way that people budget. Yep, yep, so, they um, do. Yeah. But so... Yeah, my, my, yeah. I I know you said David that you used to keep keep records and I know we uh, we talk about and and I've seen it with some of my clients where they're actually almost anal about record keeping and they have to keep a record of every cent that they spend, right? Yeah. So Well, that's probably what I was. Right. And, you know, that's right. probably when when you realize how much time and effort you can put into something like that, because mm. the reason that I did it was because I thought I want to be good with my money. I don't want to have money problems in my life. So I will be well disciplined and I'm going to record everything. So it was kind of like if I do something that's painful, then the, the outcome will be something that's good. A bit like taking, you know, some yucky medicine and medicine. hoping it'll make <laughs> feel better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, okay, I'll do this. I'll keep all these records. I'll be responsible and that should give me a good life. With, but after 20 years, I kind of went, you know what? The budgeting, this is no fun at all because that's what I mm, related mm. budgeting to. And it was like, oh, it, yeah. it's, too, I, it's too hard, it's too restrictive. Um, you know, I don't too, even like doing time, it. It's time consuming, I think, as well. Consuming. So it would have taken you a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. It did. And, yeah, so it wasn't any fun at all. So you can understand why people go budgeting. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Well, yeah, and yet, you know, so, okay, there's a lot of people that use um, these new budgeting apps that are around, like it, just about every bank has a budgeting app, okay? Yep. And and they put into those budgeting apps everything that they spend money on, okay? So is that an efficient way to look after your actually, money? Actually, in a lot of those apps, you know, they, you actually hook them up to your banking bank accounts, even if you're right. across multiple banks, 
and they can pull the information from all of your bank accounts across all of your banks and go, here's, here's where your money's gone last week, last month, last year. Right, okay. But that's, that's, we'll go back to that debate we had at the start where we're going to talk about, well, what's the point of keeping records? Because you can't change what happened. You spent money on something, whether it was a good or a bad choice, you did it and it's done. Mm, so mm. these apps that people go, oh, this is my lifeline, this is my, my rescue from my money ways, I'm going to mm, use mm. this app and it's going to tell me what happened with my money, I, I, I think they're useless because apart from giving you some fancy graphs to say, oh, look how much money you spent on this and this and this and that, mm, mm. I remember saying to my wife, when I had this fancy graph that said, you know, we spent, and I'm just going to pull an example out of thin air because it, it's probably not this, but let's say it was, hey, look, Dar, we spent $5,000 on clothes last year. Do you think that that's a reasonable amount? And we both go, oh, no, that's, you know, let's halve that. Two and a half thousand would be more appropriate. Mm. And so, yep, okay, we both agreed to that. And I still kept going, keeping the records. And a year later, when I collated all the information and pulled it all together, guess how much we had we halved our clothing spend? Mm, no. I think we spent more. Mm. Wow. Yeah, because so things went work. up. <laughs> it didn't no. work. So, um, <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. So, well, what about the – so there's a percentage system that I know a lot of people use at the moment. Yeah. So, and so let's say, you know, the 60-20-10-10 percentage system. So you've got... Yeah, I remember a guy called John Burley who came out with Robert Kiyosaki probably 15 years ago and I went along and heard him talk. Yep. And he was talking about percentages and he called it the no-budget budget, just work to these percentages. And it, yep. I thought to myself, that sounded really slick, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure how you actually do that. So yep. I think the 60% the was... Um, your essential bills or, or you know, your, your living, your main expenses. Yep. And I remember thinking at the time, but hang on, right now I need 100% of my income to pay this week's bills, so how do I do your 60%? Because mm, mm, yep. I need yep. 100% this week. So it yep. sounded great in principle. Yep. And um, I, yeah, and I know I actually um, had a client who used to use that system before she started with her spending plan, right? And and she used to say to me, oh, it was so frustrating because she said I would do that and then I'd find that I didn't have enough money in my essential bills account to pay my bills. So I would have to pull money from my emergency account or my lifestyle account or my savings account and I was forever, you know, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. So she said it just didn't work, you know. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you talked about you used an envelope system when you started out. Yeah. The, yep. the way that you describe that isn't exactly how I, because I, I always thought the envelope system was a bit more like grandma's jars on the mantelpiece where mm. knowing that you had a phone bill to pay every month and if you got paid weekly, well, then you'd put a quarter of your phone bill in an envelope every week so that at the end yep. of the month there was the money for the phone yep. bill. Yeah. But, but similarly, you'd find yourself taking money from one envelope and slipping it into the other and writing a little IOU. <laughs> I know. Well, see, I used to do that after I got married and we had children and we start and life got a bit more complicated, right? And then mm -hmm. I did I did exactly that. And I forever had IOUs from this one to that one. It used to drive me insane, <laughs> I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, like the back of the envelope system that we talked about before, when I first started work, 
and when you first started work and we had no commitments, no family, no spouse, we lived at home, we gave mum $5, not having a budget really, it worked. Because mm, mm. basically, what am I spending this week's pay on? But as your life progresses yeah, yeah, and, and you take on responsibilities, that's when the rubber really hits the road and you mm. need to have a budgeting mm. system that actually works. Yeah, well, that's right. And because by that stage, you know, it is becoming really complicated and you're thinking, oh, you know what, this is just all too hard. And so then there's another system that a lot of people use and it's the let someone else do it for me system. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolve myself from all responsibility. Yeah. Here's my money. You do it for me. Yep, yep. And there are a lot of people who do that. And I, you know, I don't know, I guess I have this thing of, but hang on a minute, it's my money. Why would I give it to somebody else to, mm. to look after for me, you know? And I, I don't quite understand that system. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a few companies out there that do that. And I think yep. it, it's, yep. it's really fear-driven. It's like, oh, I've stuffed up a couple of times. I mm. don't even trust myself anymore. Mm. I, mm. I need someone else to do it for me. But that's like, um, okay, we'll give you a fish every week. Mm. And that's, that's your pocket money. Whereas I would rather teach someone to fish so that they know how to do it. So, yeah, yeah, you know. When you get to the point where you're thinking, oh, I'll just get someone else to do it for me, you should be going, no, I need to get someone to teach me how to what do I it. need to do it, yeah. how to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, which is uh, essentially brings us to the last one in our list, which is which is a spending plan, you know, putting a spending plan in place. But yeah. it's not only that because I know as spending planners we then provide that accountability and training and education Yep. Um, for people to take control of their money, don't we? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, like um, if any of the people listening sort of know a bit about my history, I used to sell software, which was a forward-looking, not a backward-looking, uh, you know, plan the future kind of software yep. that had all of the power that anybody ever needed to take control of their finances. Mm. But I, I would get phone calls from people who would say, Oh, I used it for a while and it was great, but then I stopped. Yeah, and I recognised that there was there was an, a need for to, if you really want to help someone get ahead with their finances, giving them a system is great, and it works for a certain percentage of the population. But if you really want to help people get results, you've got to give them accountability, which is yeah. what you just said. Yeah, they've yeah. got to be someone that you're answerable to because as a human being. You know and I know and most of the people listening know that you can say, I'm going to be good this week. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to eat chocolate, but you open the fridge door and there's chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with your money, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's only so far that you can go with any of these systems, no matter which one you use. Yeah. There's only yeah. so far you can go doing it on your own. Mm -hmm. But there's an extra level from having someone that says, well, did you do what you said you were going to do? Yeah. Yep. Do you have a plan? Do you understand what your plan does for you? Do you know mm. how to use the plan? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you know, it's it's about knowing that our money's under control. As, as you said, no matter what system we're using, we want to know that our money's under control and we've got control over it because if we don't have control over our money, then our money's having control over us. Yep. And, and that's not fun. No. No, not at, at all. all. No. In fact, I, I like... I like to get people or I like to think that for people, their goal should be to have money as a silent, 
business partner, mm-hmm. not a nagging dictator. <laughs> yeah, very, very and for, true. For most people where their money is in control of their money is a nagging dictator because it tells them, you need to go to work, you need to go to work, you need to go to work because you need more money because you know, yeah. you've got yeah. bills that you haven't got money. And it, it's just like pressure, 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 mm. stress, mm. stress, stress. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this in our last podcast last week, didn't we, where we, mm. it's like mm. people being time poor yeah. because their money's out of control and they just think, I've just got to work yeah. all That's the time. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so we've talked about the different types of systems that people have used and people still use, right? But so if someone's looking at putting a system in place for their money, okay, what should that system include? What are the things that they should look for um, for that system to include um, so that they've got total control over their money? Well, I think we both just talked and acknowledged, I guess, that one of the most important things is control. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't have control of your money, it has control of you. So I think that's yeah. probably number one priority. Mm-hmm. And I just talked about time. So I think that's the other thing. You, you want control and you want it to take as little of your time as possible. Yeah. And I guess it needs to be easy to understand and not complicated so that you don't um, you don't get tied in knots trying to remember now. How do I do this, or what? What mm. am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What What are you? What are some of so, your thoughts on that? Well, I think David, it it has to allow you because everyone these days wants a lifestyle, right? We we all want the good things in life. We want to be able mm. to um, go out on the weekend and enjoy the weekend activities. We want to be able to save up for a holiday. We want to be able to maybe, you know, send our kids to private schools or whatever. So we want some sort of plan for our money that allows us to have as much as we want now, but also to be able to create a long-term future. So that we so can. So you want your cake and eat it too. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I want the best. I mean, everybody does. So you know, I'm going along with that. I'm happy to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and it 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 also has to be. So it has to be um, flexible because life happens, and we know that, right? Yep. And so it really has to be able to cater for the unplanned expenses. You know, you're driving up the highway, and all of a sudden you get a flat tire. Um, where's the money going to come from? Yep. Right, so it's it's like with your buckets. Well, if you've if you've got that bucket of money for essential bills, it's not going to come out of there. It has to come out of your emergency savings. But if you don't yep. have that locked into your system, then you know you're up the creek. So without, without a paddle, without a paddle, canoe. that's yep. it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've got one that I think I'll, I'll take us right back to our, how we started this podcast. I reckon one of the best things about a good system would be not have to keep records. Yep. <laughs> I don't care what happened last month. <laughs> yeah, yep. And, uh, yeah, and, and all right, so I will agree that really whether I spent money or not at the plant shop last month probably doesn't matter because I know that I've actually got money in my plan to spend next month. All right, anyway. now that you've come a little bit my way, I'm going to come a little bit back your way. <laughs> Sometimes it can be interesting to know what happened to your money and, and I, I really, you know, when it all boils down, you can't do anything about it, so it really just is interesting. Mm, but I, mm. I know people will say to me, well, if, if you want me to do spending planning, which doesn't require record keeping, by the way, yeah. Um, 
Don't I need some historical information to get me started? I need to know how much I should allocate to groceries, electricity, yeah. telephone, insurance. So yeah, having some, having had some records kept. Mm. But you know, if you log into your internet banking, is won't you find your financial records? Where well, you I was going to say you've got your historical data anyway because you've got your bank statement sitting there. It's all there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. why do it again? Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Another one? Another, another good one. feature? Uh, yeah, so another one is um, you've got to give yourself targets. So a good system is going to be able to give you um, a way of measuring your success, right? Yep. So so if you say, well, well so it's, forward, it's got to be forward-looking, right? So if you yep. say, I want a holiday in um, December this year, so I've got, six months, seven months to, to plan a holiday, I want to be able to measure how I'm going with that, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to see it. And, and that shouldn't be too hard because if I needed $1,000 in the year, it's 20 bucks a week. Halfway through the year, it should be 500 A quarter of the way through the year, it should be 250 So, um, But if you don't think that through, yeah. well, then, yeah, you've got no idea whether it's working or not. So No, no, that's right. And, and spending planning is based on, and go back to spending planning, it's based on having targets. Because yep. I maintain that if you don't know what your bank balance should be today, I mean, it's great you can go on your bank your banking app and find out in 10 seconds what your bank balance is. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what it should be, i.e. have a target, yep. you really end up just guessing whether you should or shouldn't buy that pair of shoes or that handbag yep. or that whatever boys, guys buy cordless drills and stuff. <laughs> Guys don't get to go shopping much because their wives spend all their money. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I don't know. My, I, I look on my bank statement, there's an awful lot of Bunnings on there, I tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, the men's hardware right. store, men's we place store. We won't start that debate then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. all right, here's another one. A good budgeting system should make it easy for you to increase your wealth, should allow you to save money and and without making it hard to save. You should be able to save money. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So therefore, you know, and as spending planners, when we put together a plan for people, you know, we we always focus on what they spend, not on what they earn, because we don't really care how much you, what your income is, right? And, um, and a lot of people, their income's all over the place these days. It varies because yes, yes. they're on casual or they're, you know, they're this job to that job. Yep. And I've had lots of people say to me, oh, I can't budget because my income's all over the place. And I was just going to say that, which is why, yeah. you know, your your typical ins and outs budget income expenses divided by 52 isn't going to work, right? Yeah. Um, because, you know, and anyone in construction or any sort of, and even I've got a... Um, business a, people. Um, business people. I've got a nurse currently whose income is all over the place, depending on how many shifts she works and that sort of thing, you know, so any shift worker or anyone like that. Um, yeah, tradies, because they might or might have a get paid for doing a job and it might be a couple of weeks before their next job and then they that's get a right. big payout. It's, exactly. It's boom and bust. Yeah, exactly. Which yep. is which is the beauty of a spending plan where it's forward looking and you're you're literally planning the next twelve months, and you can base that, as I said, on on what you're spending, and then yep. put in the appropriate amount of money that needs to be in there as income um, to cater for those expenses and make sure yep. that you're not living above your means as well. You know. Yep. 
Well, I, I guess, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to sound like we suddenly started talking about spending planning being the be all and end all, because I know there are people who use the envelope system and think it's great, and there are yep. people that use the spreadsheet and think it's great. Yeah. And yep. they, they all have their, their pluses and minuses, their pros and cons, strengths and weaknesses, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I do know, well, obviously, as the Spending Planners Institute, you and I both know that spending planning seems to have changed more people's lives and done more benefit for us personally than anything else I ever tried. Mm, yeah. And I've got to say, I've probably tried a lot of different systems. Well, yeah, and me too. And the thing is, David, I, I think the, the one thing that I love about spending planning is the fact that um, one of my clients said to me just recently, she said, you know what, have I told you lately that you're a marriage saver? <laughs> I think you mentioned this before, and, it? And, and it is. Well, yeah. I have, but it's so true because once you get in control of your money um, and, you, and you're working together as a couple, right, then it's creating harmony between partners and we see it time and time and time again and I know that, you know, we, we've talked about this time and again as well, but it's so very true. But not only that, um, spending planning offers that relationship right? And so you think about even the people that say, well, I need I need someone to look after my money for me, right? Because I can't do it. What they're looking for in that relationship is actually accountability, right? Because mm-hmm. that person is saying, I'm, I'm going to take the accountability for your money, right? I'm going to look after yep. it for you. But what we do as spending planners is we're the accountability partner. We're going to sit there with you, teach you. While we teach you how to do yeah, this. while we yeah. teach you how to do it. That's exactly yeah. right, you know. All right, so a good budgeting system, seeing as how we're trying to come up with a definition for a good budgeting system, should include marriage counselling? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think a good budgeting system should create harmony between mum and dad, yep. um, between yep. partners, because yep. how many times... In fact, I'd go so far as to say over the last 26 years or whatever since I started doing budgets for people. Yeah, yeah. That I, I never wanted to go into a home and help a couple where neither of them cared or were the slightest bit interested because that was just, why waste your time? Yeah, yeah. I never got invited in to help people where they were both really focused on money because they were just doing so good. Mm, mm, it was mm. always the home where one was keen and one was disinterested yeah. where you got invited in or asked in because it was like one was frustrated and one couldn't work out why the other was frustrated and didn't want to know about it. Mm, mm, mm. So spend, as spending planners, I think we always end up helping people where one wants to and one doesn't doesn't see the value or isn't interested. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you can create harmony between the two parties and go, you know what, we're all going to benefit from this and this is how it's going to make life better and what you'll get out of it. Mm, mm, and mm. you get that second person going, yeah, I, I, how many clients have you had where the, the husband sat there with his arms folded and didn't want to know about it when you first, <laughs> <laughs> yep. and by the end of that first session, the husband's saying, this was my best idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, I, I think, David, 
all of these systems that people use and and people do try that they try to do the very best they can you know um yeah. but so many of the ways of budgeting that we've talked about today um can be crippling uh, the, you know they're limiting they're restrictive which is why people don't time like consuming. them they're time yeah. consuming all of that so you know I, I guess today what i'd like to say to people is you know maybe it's time to let go of what you currently know about budgeting, right, and look at something different and look at yep. the freedom that having a spending plan, putting a spending plan in place can actually give you because we've seen it time and time and time again with yep. our clients, yeah. And and the, the reason that I think spending planning stands head and shoulders above all the other systems, and I'm not bucketing the other systems because, like I said before, there are people that, love their envelopes or whatever yeah but yeah. spending planning i think adds a whole extra level because you know before you start the year that it's possible to do that journey yeah. and you have a target for every day that says if you got to here you're okay you can get to there mm -hmm. and if you can get to every there's a target on every day yeah and it doesn't really matter how you got to today in good shape. Maybe you didn't feed the kids for the last two weeks, and that's <laughs> <laughs> maybe I've got to find a better example. Yeah, maybe no. you didn't feed yourself for the last week and didn't buy groceries, but that fixed the hole that you had, and now you're on track. Yeah. If yeah. you're on track, it's a great feeling to know that hey, we're we're okay, mm, and mm. we can. This is all working. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's it. It is. It's liberating. To yeah. say the least. Yeah, it really is. And it's like when you say, you know, about targets, it's like having a roadmap for the future, right? So it's like having, yep. you know, that bank statement that you can see when you go into that banking app and you can see your bank statement, you see what happened, right? With a spending plan, you can actually see what's about to happen, right? Before it happens. Before yep. it happens. So you've got 12 months in advance, you've got those targets to aim for. Um, and look, it's literally going to change your future because you can see the future. It's like having that little crystal ball, you know. Yep. Um, and dare I say, because last week we talked about the whole, you know, believe it or not, and um, mm -hmm. you can actually run a spending plan once you've got it up and running and you've had that training and education in it, you know, you can run a spending plan in five minutes a week. Well, let's let's debunk that that suspicion. Then the whole reason that people think, oh, that would that be possible, is because they don't actually know how you could do it in five minutes a week. So, yeah, yeah, very quickly, if you know where you're supposed to be today, you check that you've paid this week's bills and you didn't. There, are, there are no bills unpaid. Mm -hmm. You go, okay, all my bills are paid. How much does my bank account have in the bills account? Okay. What does my spending plan say should be in my account today? Oh, look at that. Those numbers are close. Or I've got a little bit of surplus there. I could treat myself to something. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm done for the week. Yep, yep, excellent. So that's how, in yeah. Yeah, and I was just going to say, and, and it's as easy as, David, um, I know one of, one of my clients just recently said, oh, um, I'm actually in credit on my electricity bill. And... Um, I said, yeah, actually we are as well because we got a $200 rebate on our electricity, right? Mm -hmm. And so she said, oh, well, what can I do with that money? And I said, you can do whatever you like with that money. <laughs> Go you have can, a, you know. You can just see that you've got $200 too much in your account when you check on Friday and just feel really good about it. That's right. Or, or you can go shopping. Yep, absolutely. Or anywhere in between. Yep, yep. Cool. Yeah. Yep, all right, well certainly 
this has been a bit of fun looking at all of the different um, budgeting systems and I I get where you were coming from at the start about, you know, like it's good to know what happened to your money last month. Yeah. Because I, I was there for 20 years, but I'm over it, you know. I don't yep. want to keep records anymore, so. <laughs> well, sometimes, it. you know, I I did go and count the number of plants in my garden one day and I had over 400 and I multiplied that by the amount of money that I'd spent. That was quite scary. I didn't really want to go back there either. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So if you're someone who's been looking for a better way to take control of your money, today we've explored... Uh, the different options that are out there and, and explored what a good what a good system would do for you. Uh, so I hope we've given you some food for thought. If you've got any comments to make about this topic or any questions that you'd like answered, like if you want to um, say, you know, Carolyn, you're wrong, David's right, I'd be happy to get that little message. That'd be mm -hmm. good. This is how you do that. You you need to be a member of our Facebook group and you can just post it in, in the Facebook forum there yeah, I agree with David, and that would be cool if you do that. And if you're not a member of our Facebook group, it's easy to join. Just get onto Facebook and type in a little search for Succeed With Money podcast. And then when you find us, just go put in a request to join the group. Once you're in, you can post your question and say, yeah, Carolyn's wrong, David's right. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not grooming our audience at all, Carol. No, 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 not at all, not at all. <laughs> and, for the, and for those of you that aren't on Facebook and you just want to email in and say, Carolyn's wrong, David's right, it's admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com is the email address that you can uh, contact us. So there you go. Sorry, and I'll, is... I'll just say to my listeners at that point, David's last name is, last name is not right for nothing, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to change it to David Never Wrong. Uh -huh. Actually, no, I would never do that because I actually know that you learn from being wrong and you have to be humble and accept sometimes you get it wrong. That's how you learn from making mistakes. So uh -huh. I'll let you be right sometimes. Thank you. So Succeed With Money is a podcast series by the Spending Planners Institute Carolyn and I look forward to chatting with you next time when we'll be discussing another interesting and riveting topic relating to life and money because nobody fails with money on purpose. Thanks for putting up with us and listening intently. Bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>